You know, the very powerful and the very stupid have one thing in common. They don't alter their views to fit the facts. They alter the facts to fit the views. Which can be uncomfortable if you happen to be one of the facts that needs altering. <laughs> And coming up in this episode, it's the religious issue. We're talking about religion, Doctor Who, and much more. All in this exciting episode of Doctor Who, the Complete Menagerie. Almost! Hello, we're here. I'm Sam. I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Tom. And together we are the Complete Menagerie. Almost. Well, almost, Sam. Almost. Don't, don't get ahead of yourself. Yes. <laughs> what are we talking about today? It's something we've wanted to talk about for some time. It's a hot potato. It's Well, it's a very hot potato. Uh, it's been around for a long time. It'll continue to be around for a long time. Uh, we're talking about religion. Oh, I thought we were talking about Blake Seven. <laughs> oh, you know I've not never seen an episode of Blake Seven. Have you not? not I know it's something that hmm. should be rectified very soon, but uh, but I've never seen an. I just yes. I, it, it, it sounds to me a little bit ITV. Like hmm. ITV, was it? It wasn't on ITV, was it? It was, it was BBC, yeah. Oh, so it's right. a direct cousin of Doctor Who. A bit low rent, though. That's my, my about half the budget of Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, and, and each episode was twice the length, so it was really stretching was things oh, far. Yeah. Fifty-minute episodes. Yeah, just... Do you remember Paul Darrow from oh, Time? Oh yes, I know Paul Darrow, yes. and I know all about it. I, yes. I, I read much, much of it on, on Twitter. Gareth Thomas uh, left the show and then became a rugby player and outed himself as homosexual. It's <laughs> absolutely is he the one that, correct. Is he the one that married Charlotte Church. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, yes. She's a lesbian now. Is she? She's Probably. Ah, you know Gareth Thomas act actually <laughs> exited the show and has since exited this plane. He passed away this year. Yes, he uh, did. Last, year, last, last year. year. Last year. Last year. Last year. 2016. Oh, of course. Yeah. The, the, uh, we're we... talking, we're in 2017 now. Mm. This is this is our four oh. to doomsday, as you said, Greg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the episode that we've squeezed in before recording everything else. We're deliberately taking no photographs so that... Uh, you don't notice the length of our hair. So we're not allowed to talk about current affairs. No. <laughs> so there's no, there's no, there can be nothing of that. We can mention within. President Trump. But can, well, we can't. <laughs> no, honestly, we can't because you know there's no point us making predictions. We we did yes. that last last series and we we got egg all over our face. Yeah. Brexit at Tiffany's. No, we could, it, we could, it could be anything could be happening right now. We don't know. Do you know we lost a substantial amount of listeners during our Brexit episode? Do we? <laughs> what they do? They drop off halfway they through. They chose Colin Baker over us. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Uh, that time. Um, it didn't go down well with the Colin Baker fans because we really twisted the. Night. I think. Um, <laughs> it, it didn't go down well. Um, so. Well, uh, people are very fickle, fervent about. You know, maybe we'll we'll start well, talking on, about sir. this when we start talking about religion. But if you if you venture an opinion and someone disagrees, they take it very personally now. They do. It's yes. not just a matter of, well, this is my opinion. Um, <clears throat> I'm basing this on X, Y, and Z, or you reason it out. It's like you know, well, if you if you have an opinion and it, I don't agree with that opinion, then you're an evil person. 
Well, frankly, that's wrong, and you are evil, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that. Should we go into? Should we go straight in? I've, I've got a line, haven't I? See your line. Well, listen. You know what I'm like with lines. I'm terrible. Uh, I've just, I've just found one. I thought it might be relevant, and it's an easy one just to get us going. Yes. Uh, it's here. Here we are. We're all basically primeval slime with ideas above its station. We all Ooh, know that one, don't we? That's a very good one, actually. It's a good considering one for the we're talking about religion, yeah. Well, I thought so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's an episode where they speak about primeval slime in a few actually. Few we're all two. basically primeval slime with ideas above our station. I mean, does C- it? City of Death sprang to mind just because I was thinking it's the sort of thing that Dougie Adams would say. And is the next line you, Duggan? <laughs> it doesn't say. That, <laughs> is it I City of Death? Might be. I have to say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I thought it was City of Death myself. But, right. But, uh, okay. Uh, maybe one of our listeners can write it. <laughs> I think it's to do Tweet at us. Tweet yeah. at us at DW Menagerie on Twitter. That's still going, is it, Twitter? It's very successful. Um, that's actually a really good point. Uh, please do follow us on Twitter and tweet at us, and don't be offended. I, I got a lovely message from Tom fairly recently saying, please stop teasing our... Uh, well, uh, the, yes, it's just... Uh, you know, there's people think, take these very literally and get very angry when you when you put the wrong picture of someone. So you might need to let them in on the secret a bit earlier. Did you think we were being mean? A little, really. Because you're not meant to take it literally. <laughs> you're referring to all manufacturers of dairy produce. <laughs> right, let's go, in, let's go and talk about religion, because we need to stop uh, being controversial. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we're going straight into the time lash. Here we go. Oh, but it's all arranged. Maynard and I have important things to discuss. Yes, Doctor. Prepare the time lash. And in the time lash, as Tom was saying, it's Doctor Who versus the religionists. Can I can I just before we get start this conversation, we need to just make it very clear that, that God doesn't exist, does he? <laughs> well obviously not. What? <laughs> what? No, but we are all uh, we three are agreed that this is a, a fiction. <laughs> uh, Sam Sam's yes. hesitated. I've Sam's not hesitated. Uh, repetition hesitation. <laughs> Theologian. Uh, I don't believe in God and I don't believe in a personal God either. This let's get this out of the way like well, Richard Dawkins. Yeah. If you don't agree, you can fuck off. And what do we not believe in? Well, I used to believe in God, I must say. Uh, what did you believe? What did you think God was? Is God a gas? A- a gas, yeah. <laughs> is he up my nose? <laughs> God is with us. Can you figure this out? I can't figure this out. Do you want me to open up like the crypt? Hold on. Tom's uh, got the most complex. No, it's not complex. It was, it was given to me by my mother-in-law because I ah. used to have one on my keyring and I lost my keyring as she ah. bought this. And it's a very simple operation. Sorry, there you yeah, go. Sorry. For yeah. some reason, I thought I had to pull a bit out. Oh, no, I, I used to be rather good. At the, at the uh, time of uh, watching most Doctor Who in my, in my early teens and sort of between the age of about eight and... Fourteen, I suppose. I was, I was attending church. I was a godly young man, but right. I, I never, never believed in the sort of the big beard, bearded sort of loon uh, attacking people um, sort of god. But I was certainly godly, I suppose. So you attended church yes, regularly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every week, I used to speak in church as well. You spake as a child. I spake, when I spake as a child, I used to dress up as Parsons. <laughs> was it the actual church from Curse of Fenric? You it used was. To yeah, yeah. That was very Hawkins clear. Yeah, Kent. that was one. Yeah. Yes, we've been there. We have. Um, so uh, this whole topic has a, has a resonance. We're all three atheists. I mean, I sometimes shy away of saying I'm an atheist these days because it, I don't want to be a. It's one of those non-associated with Dawkins. Yeah. It's associated with being strident and intolerant, yeah, maybe. I, mean, I think it's just. A, I mean, it's a non-word. I mean, it doesn't really mean anything, does it? It just means that 
you know, you, you, you don't belong to a particular category. But I'm, I'm not a fan of identity politics in general anyway, but we're, everyone's always trying to be lumped, lump people into particular categories. Are you a, a Christian? If you're a Christian, are you a Catholic? Are you a Protestant? If you're a Protestant, are you, you know, what, 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 what branch are you in? You always have to be pushed into these yes. boxes. Um, but Dawkins, for example, uh, someone I was at a thing the other day and someone described Richard Dawkins as, I think it was something like, the worst person who I entirely agree with. <laughs> uh, mm, I like that, that does make sense. Yeah. Because he goes about things terribly. Um, and he's t- he takes things, I wouldn't say personally, but he does get angry in some of his interviews with people. But so uh, are we to and, assume that our listeners are non-believers too? Uh, what, what no, they, not at all. I think we've got we've got a great cross section, great cross section of right, people who yes. follow us. Americans listen to us, yeah, and most, and most Americans, them, yeah, most of them. Well, yes, mm. <laughs> well, Bible Belt. Yeah, my Bible my own, my own views on religion have changed slightly in recent times. Anyway, you know, I mean, um, I, 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 oh I, my I'm, God, you've converted! No. <laughs> You're a Muslim. No. I knew you. That's great. You walked in this afternoon wearing a headscarf, and I thought I thought nothing of it. <laughs> Well, that's what the trend is down in Kent. But no, a niqab, I thought. But it's very, very, very fetching. Tom, getting very, very, very cool. Personal, sorry, yeah. Mm. Well, we, yeah, we, yeah we're, all, we're, all, we're all sort of falling apart at the seams, aren't we? Well, we're all approaching forward. Well, Looking um, in the mirror. We're I mean, approaching forward. Speak for yourself. Oh, no, you're the young one. Sam's only, only mid-30s. Yes, we're, yes. we're, uh, we're approaching death sooner. <laughs> so maybe, sooner so, than maybe this is why you've been having... Are you having a, a protracted deathbed? conversion <laughs> <laughs> well apparently Voltaire on his deathbed uh, was, was um, asked <laughs> if he would like to, to see a priest and to make his last confession and, and if, you know, if he didn't then he might uh... sorry I've, lo- I've, lo- <laughs> I've lost the thread of the anecdote you, 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 Darwin had a, apparently had a deathbed conversion his, his last words were that stuff about the finches I made it up <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> It's not true. So you, you said you had a conversion towards no, being I'm, liberal no, with religion. No, 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 no conversion whatsoever. Um, just right. my, my view on religion has softened slightly. Um, because, I, I mean, my problem with religion, and it's still my main problem with religion, is that the if you hold a religious belief, so if you think that, uh, you know, God is real, uh, in some capacity... That, that means that you think the entire universe was created with you in mind. I think it's a, a, a belief of phenomenal arrogance mm-hmm. to think that our puny lives in any way, let alone a cosmic w- way, matter. I think it's phenomenally arrogant to think that we, w- we exist now and we will carry on existing for an eternity after we're dead. I mean, it, uh, it does seem rather nonsensical, but what, so what's changed there? It's just phenomenally arrogant, I think. Uh, but... Um, What's changed, I think, in more recent times is I always sort of had this rather cosy belief that um, religious people tended to be on the on the the, the right of politics and that uh, they uh, they 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 don't believe things through reason; they believe things through superstition, and that is wrong. And I think, to a, to an extent, I I still broadly feel that. But of course, you know, we've had this revolution in the left now where we, we, we've started to see the results of the far left in this country with uh, Jeremy Corbyn coming into Oh, don't do any soapbox well, we're, is... we're losing listeners <laughs> Well, we may well We've lost the religionists, we're losing the left wingers There'll be one person listening at the end of this conversation Hold back on Corbyn because I think he's going to come up when you're talking about the face of evil I've got a suspicion Well, possibly, because he is the face of evil But also I would, sorry So a bit more tolerance, you 
saying. All I would say is that uh, that uh, the, the far left uh, put ideology above facts and above yeah. truth. Well, that's what religion and religionists do exactly the same, yeah, but yeah. they do it with with superstition. But at least so they do it they're, with a, they're as least, bad as each other. Actually, that's true. I mean, but also a bit with the religion, you get a bit of ritual, don't you? you get a bit of fun and a bit yeah. of smells and bells. That's yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, I, I like a carol. I like a like a hymn. Tear comes to the eye when I hear a hymn. I mean, but uh, let's bring it back to Doctor Who because mm. that's what we're here to talk about: religion and Doctor Who. Why? Why are we talking about this topic other than a soapbox for Greg I and you to spew forth our violent ideas about how our anti-Corbyn <laughs> propaganda? <laughs> but how do we? Why is this related to Doctor Who? Well, first of all, it was an idea we had long time ago before this podcast even started about talking about A, Doctor Who and B, women. We've both women. put women. these to one side. I always put women to one <laughs> yes. side. I've made a lifetime's habit of it. <laughs> and now we have uh, the strength to talk about religion. And I think religion is a good point to talk about now with Doctor Who simply because I think Doctor Who as a cult, as a, mm. as a thing that exists, not even in the Doctor Who universe, but as a thing to follow, has become somewhat religious. Um, well, I see what you're saying, yeah. So, mm. so the people who are Doctor Who fans, in inverted commas, uh, uh, despite the, the things that come out, like the new series, which aren't terribly good, mm. they'll, they'll, the, the they'll, remake. Su- they'll support yeah. it. And, yeah, so I suppose that is true. But, um, I firmly believe I had this theory, I don't know if I've told you about this one, of New Testament and Old Testament. Oh. And I see mm. original Doctor Who, the show that ended in 1989. Original Sin. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a bit of that in my the, time. <laughs> <laughs> My early twenties, it was only original what I got up to. <laughs> With that spirit. The monastery position. <laughs> Where was I? Why you the, the, uh, the Old Testament, J and T era, Old yes. Testament. Yeah. And, uh, the, re- the vengeful god of J and T. The beast with two backs. <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes, it was a pillock of salt. And yeah. the the New Testament being the whole new si- the whole new series and a whole yes. new way of looking and the whole uh, re-evaluation of how the old stuff isn't necessarily relevant, but we, we buy into it. Yeah. Whereas it's very true, actually. So uh, we're sort of Orthodox Jews. Aren't we? we are Orthodox <laughs> yes, yes. Jews. Verity Lambert was a Jew. Was she? Yes. Yeah. Was she? Bless she was her Jewish. Heart. Bless a little Jewish heart. So, well, I think this goes actually. So that's an interesting sort of take on the religion thing. My interest in Doctor Who and religion is that is more of the Doctor as a religious figure, as Jesus. Which, which I think in the new series they've sort of done to death. But in the old oh. series, it's more that he's, uh, he's he strikes me as being more Jesus. Like than uh, than any other character in, mm. in uh, that was on telly when I was a kid, because he's such a hero. But he's n- but he's not the, he's not using violence. So G- so when I was as I was going back to when when I was into Doctor Who, like Gandhi, I, I saw I, I think I've talked about the sort of my my ideas of, of Doctor Who and communism and left wingness as the Doctor as a socialist agitator. But I also mm. thought he was a bit like Jesus, and that was kind of that was who I thought Jesus was a bit like. He'd come, he came to Earth, yes, and he sort of you know. Caused a bit of a ruckus. He rocked he, the boat. He rocked yeah. the boat. Yes. He was an unusual figure. This is the Doctor and Jesus, both of it. And, and then they, then he buggered off and left them to it. He also it's questioned very much what Tom Baker does in the face of evil. Questioned an awful lot of doctrine. Uh, you know, was was seen yes. as a heretic. And that's the interesting thing, is it, Doctor? The Pharisees were the, the you know, sort of the, the, the elders of the planet, I suppose, wherever Tom Baker lands. And it is Tom Baker normally, isn't it? Mm, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he, he he shakes it up a bit, does his business, and then also Sylvester McCoy. Yes. Very, very much so. Well, in Silver Nemesis, he is considered to be God. 
isn't he? Yes, that's, that's true. That's an underlying... We can't really talk about mm. silver nemesis without prefacing the fact that it's utterly shit. So, <laughs> yeah. so you said that as if it was a serious point. Well, it's silver nemesis. <laughs> what the shit? Who cares? <laughs> You've not read A.E. Gill's review of silver nemesis. He's dead now. He's dead now, thank God. <laughs> I, I did chuckle when Tom sent me a text saying, A.A. Gill, I've always thought he was an A.A. penis. <laughs> Was never a big fan of A.A. No. What did he say about Silver Nemesis? Very little. I know he wrote something about Sylvia Plath once, which, I, <laughs> which is not as good as Silver Nemesis. No, the, Silver the sequel, Nemesis. Sylvia Plath. Uh, uh, yeah, Anton Diffring saying? was in it. Anton Diffring was in Silver Nemesis. Silver Nemesis is supposed to be where... Doctor Who is is exposed to be God in the final scene. See? Yes, I never well, really understood what happened at the end of the scene. So JNT freaks out and said, no, 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 you can't say he's God. No, oh, don't okay. put religion into it. Yeah, but then he, he um, Battlefield, he was Merlin, wasn't he? But he that was. was okay because that's all kind of, you know, oldie worldy shit and mm. not going to upset the Mary Whitehouse, who was, of course, a fundamentalist Christian. People mm. tend to forget that, but she was pushing a particularly Christian agenda. But Jesus Christ, he could re- he could regenerate Jesus Christ. That's the other thing. That's yeah. the other thing that yeah. makes him similar to Doctor Who. And they both had question marks on their. <laughs> <laughs> Which is often uh, ignored in the, in the... I think it's in Luke, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Uh, so there's regeneration, which is a key element of the, the fiction of the Bible. Redemption. The whole, redemption. I mean, Christianity is about redemption, isn't it? It's about take, taking personal responsibility for one's own actions and sins and to trying to live up to an ideal standard. And I think in some ways Doctor Who tries to do that, doesn't he? Well, I, th- I think also he just goes down, he goes to a planet, it's a bit like Jesus did, and, and, and all the inhabitants are... Dullards, you know, mm. i.e., human beings or whatever the species that that Tommy B uh, approaches, and and he has the wisdom of saying, oh, you know, rise above that, and yes. you know, sort out your differences, and maybe you can all get along, mm. which is a very revolutionary idea that you shouldn't kill each other. Well, but that's yes. kind of what. what but then, that, that's a rather lazy reading of, of the Bible, I think, because actually there's an awful lot of death and killing and sheep and goats and all sorts of things. But I mean, even Jesus, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's like frog in my throat. Have to forgive me for oh, my, God. my seasonal. Um, yes. Greg's been struck down <laughs> by uh, religious views. You're being uh, you're being punished. Yeah, sounding like Christopher Hitchens towards the end of his life. But, yes, he um, got his. He got his, didn't he? he God did. got his back. Got his own back on him. Yes. God is not dead. Well, you are dead. Christopher <laughs> <Hitchens>. Yes. <laughs> he got the last laugh, did he? Oh God. Mm, dead now. <laughs> the God delusion, and now. What was um, I saying? Well, Dawkins has got dementia, hasn't he? Uh, I, he's divorced Lala Ward. What's going on? Can we just mention that, that they've actually split and divorced, haven't they? Yes, it came out of nowhere. Yes. Is he unwell after his stroke? And is that, is it That's it, the stroke. It wasn't dementia. Oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> I, I don't think confused. he's got dementia. Mm. I, and I think he's recovered from his stroke, hasn't he? Exactly. <laughs> he was married to Lala Ward, wasn't he? And they've yes, split up, which is very have. sad, you know. So, so God yes. did indeed get the last laugh. They said yes. they continue working together, which is interesting, because yes. I wasn't sure, apart from reading his books... What I know what I was going to say. Good. We're back. Yeah. Jesus... Wasn't wholly. Uh, he was. He was. <laughs> he was terrible. That was the whole point, wasn't it? I mean, I'm no uh, yeah. theologian. He, he, he <laughs> that was the whole point. He wasn't wholly non-violent. Ah. That was the thing because uh, really? as, as he, we, as he, we he all, turned some tables over in the temple. Exactly. Yes. As, mm. as, as very all, I, I wonder how many uh, letters or tweets we'll get about this. But of course, <laughs> Colin Baker's Doctor Who. Pushed uh, that man into the into the acid yes, bath. Very much, uh, very much like like Jesus, like in, the Jesus in the temple, turning <laughs> over <laughs> the tables. There's a hell of a lot of violence, so even in the New Testament, but not necessarily yes, Jesus uh, doing it. But that's yes. the thing, you he know, was because kind of the opposite of violent, wasn't he? he because people exactly, back from the dead. Because it, the, the, both realise Jesus and Doctor Who exist in violent universes, in yes. violent worlds, and sometimes you have to stand up 
because I don't think Jesus is a pacifist. He's often sort of portrayed as, as this kind of sort of lefty hippie. I don't think he is. I think he's more revolutionary than that. Yes. I think even uh, Mahatma Gandhi was more revolutionary than than he sort of portrayed in that. Uh, mm. in Gandhi, that film. I always thought Gandhi should have just ditched the nappy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very, I mean, it's a question of image. I'm no uh, Brand, I'm no uh, Max Clifford. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, thank God. But uh, yeah. well, I do think his brand was tarnished by the fact that people just thought that he shat himself all the time. <laughs> so if you're wearing a nappy, I just think your message gets sort of confused. Like imagine, yeah. you know, Blair and. Nappy. I'd rather not. <laughs> can, 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 Tony so, Blair. Can, anyway, can, can we compare? Is it possible to compare the TARDIS or Gallifrey to Church and the Vatican? <laughs> With all well, the I, roads? I, I, yeah, I mean, big. you've got it's something in that, haven't you? Do you you know, uh, Doctor Who, I mean, um, Jesus was uh, Jewish, wasn't he? But not. Not liked by I the, think the... Gallif- but I think Gallifrey is very Catholic in its, I in think its, so. yeah, in its sort of regalia, yeah. you know. Yeah, but that's yeah. kind of the idea, isn't it? It's a yeah. sort of a fusty old uh, sort of place where you know. Uh, Tom of homophobic cunts. Yes, but essentially. Uh, well, well like, okay, was the sanctuary <laughs> the sanctuary of the TARDIS then? Is that a church? Because yes. I, in that's I know a we don't really matter. That's cloister bell. The cloister bell. That's what I was thinking. All of these things tied in, and that's where the Doctor goes to rest and find peace and all this kind of thing. zero room. And he converts his friends. He takes his friends oh, off. Very with good. Him. Very good. It's yeah. a movie, movable church. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, the, the reason Doctor Who has, has endured is well for two reasons. One, it's very flexible format. Hmm. But the second one, I think. It ties in with all, with all this sort of uh, religious iconography and also the, the, the kind of the, the Joseph Campbell um, mythic storytelling kind of things that, you know, so we're all, we all love stories. We have since uh, you know, our ancestors told great stories like Beowulf and things like that. And if you've never, seen it, if you've yeah. never seen it, check out Julian Glover yes. reading Beowulf. Beowulf, and I've got a copy of it up there, actually. It's a lovely book very, he produced, and he, there's a reading he did Julian for a university. Yeah. Yeah. He's an expert on performing Is Beowulf. He? Yeah. 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 It's the best version out there, I think. So all these stories, the Aeneid, uh, the Odyssey. If you read the Odyssey, it's almost like a, it uses filmic techniques. It's quite cinematic, because it was oral poetry. Yeah, it was Stanley Kubrick, of course. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick wrote yeah. it. Yes, it yes, 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 it was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got a bit lost there, but I just thought I'd agree yeah, we're, with you. We're, 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 yes. we're getting off the point. I mean, maybe, maybe to turn it back to the point of religion, because I've, I've said this in a previous <clears throat> podcast, but one of the reasons I kind of never bought into the whole religion thing was because of Doctor Who and reading all these wow. stories about uh, Doctor Who going off in his TARDIS and, and, and the universe being so big and he going off in anywhere and at any time and meeting alien races and so on. And you get none of this uh, in the Old or New Testament. It's all very Earth-centric. And I think if if life was found on Mars, I know D- Derek Bowie looked for it. Yes, he did, yes. Um, yeah. Sadly, they, it led to his demise. Yes, mm. he, he died. He died last year. Penniless and alone. But mm. well, it's the same thing was happening, you know, when Matt Hulk suggested this. And that's the same problem with the Bible. You've got two stories, mad scientist or earth invasion. And if you read the Bible, it's the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's all bang this drum. Let's go back to Doctor Who. Okay. Now, I, want, I did want to go back to Doctor Who because we've been talking about the Doctor as being a religious figure. But does Doctor Who genuinely have a thrust to it, which is... Thrust. <laughs> 
anti-religion. It's well, certainly anti-establishment, yeah, isn't because it? Because there's a sort of a, anti-establishment. You know, because he's a scientist, and the, mm. and there's the idea that he's shining a light on the savage sort of brain that we, uh, as humans or whoever he's encountering, who believe in all this mumbo jumbo. And we're, we're talking about the face of evil later, which is a sort of classic mm. example. But there's mm. a, there's a few of them. You know, there's a few of them where the doctor sort of comes in and says, "Come on, don't believe all this stuff. It's actually based in science. You're just, re- you know." relating in a different way, you're interpreting it. Uh, your thoughts, Greg? I, I, I couldn't agree more, Tom, and I'm just, as you, I'm just uh, overjoyed to hear you say that. But then I was thinking, or at the back of my mind, I was thinking, there's none of this in the remake. It's so tame. It's so pathetic. It's so unwilling to take a stance on anything. It's so anemic. It's so pitiful. I mean, it, it, makes, <laughs> it makes no points at all, does it, about... I think Greg uh, needs to drink more. <laughs> terribly serious, this whole episode. Well, it's true, isn't it? I mean, the, the, the remake makes no stand on science. I mean, all the interesting things that's happening in science, and you get a science fiction show that but has there, but, zero science content. But the original series did, and you know, there's those stories of... Uh, I think you told me that they used to flick through new scientists yeah. to get yeah, ideas. Yeah, so it was the Pertwee era. So it wasn't that they weren't yeah. flicking through uh, the, the, reli- the religious uh, texts, they were thinking through a scientific magazine and that was the whole point that it was the, the, yeah. the, sort of the science versus religion because you know there is a sort of dichotomy there isn't there there's science and religion yeah. can exist but really it's one against the other with Doctor Who you've got the sort of he's the classic figure who who, uh, who who shines reason on things yeah. now we're yes. living in a post-truth era where that is uh, reason is a dirty word Doctor Who is the ultimate expert. I think the great thing about well, Doctor Who in the 70s is it's, it's bravery, really, because it's not only is the new Doctor Who series, I'm sure, not questioning these bigger issues anymore because it's become a light entertainment show. But in, in the early 70s, it was quite rare to have shows that were really hitting religion on the nose, mm. especially in a children's TV show. I think The Demons is one of the really earliest ones yeah, I can think was, of where yeah. there's, a, there's yeah. a scene, isn't there, where Miss Hawthorne is saying magic and yes, Pertwee yes. goes, science, magic, yes. science, yes, that's right. magic. That's right. And it's one of the first times it's explicit in well, Doctor it, it's Who. Well, it's that beautiful moment uh, at the start of that series where Doctor Who is, is controlling Bessie. Yes. And um, Joe Grant, played by Katie Manning, thinks it, it, it must, it, you know, she can't explain it, so it must be magic. And Doctor Who produces his um, radio control device and says, there you go, Joe, you see, <laughs> science, there's a rational explanation to everything. Or words to that effect. Yes. People might write in because he didn't say anything like this, not verbatim. Or we can play it now. You know, really, Joe, I'm obviously wasting my time trying to turn you into a scientist. How do you know there's nothing in it? How? Well, I just know, that's all. Everything that happens in life must have a scientific explanation. You know where to look for it, that is. Excuse me. Yes, but suppose something was to happen and nobody knew the explanation. Well, nobody in the world, in the universe. Well, that would be magic, wouldn't it? You know, Joe, for a reasonably intelligent young lady, you do have the most absurd ideas. Doctor, look! Bessie, how dare you go gallivanting around like that? Sorry. Very well, I forgive you. Now go back to your parking place before I change my mind. I know there's a good explanation for all this, but I just can't think of it for the moment. Would you believe magic? Magic? Hmm. No. Well, Joe would. That's not fair. Will you explain it then? I don't know. Suppose you did it. Naturally. Or should I say scientifically? Uh, solenoids and a server mechanism in Bessie. And uh, 
a radio control unit here. You see how easy it is to be a magician? How infuriating can you get? Wasn't that lovely? <laughs> that was lovely. <laughs> it was good to hear a bit of John. Was there, was there, was there a thrust of anti-religion in the 60s? Thrust. I can't really think off the top of my head. Uh, well, the, uh, they decriminalised homosexuality in 67. Hey, hey, hey! No, in Doctor Who, not in... <laughs> oh, right. OK, in Doctor Who. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so at all, actually. I think no, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, I don't think it was until Barry Letts came in with his... He was a Buddhist? But, yeah, he, was a he Buddhist. pushed his Buddhist agenda, yeah. Buddhist. He did. Buddhist. It, but as everyone always says, that's more of a philosophy. It's a not. I mean, you, but you, you, get, uh, you get militant Buddhists like you get militant anything. Dullards, uh, uh, dullards, you know, dull, dull things breed dullards who, who, who appreciate it, like the dullness of the, the, the new Doctor Who series gets a whole load of dull people following it. But not only, you know, they, they follow it in the wrong way. They never question it. It's all, it. So I had this experience. One of the reasons I stopped watching the remake, actually, was I watch an episode and think, well, that was bloody awful. And I, I go onto an internet forum and explain why it was awful and explain why RTD was uh, a very ignorant man and explain where he'd gone wrong with, with any science that he attempted to, to, to shoehorn into his soap opera. And I would get fulminating uh, people who would, who would uh, reply, uh, recriminating me and with, uh, in, in the most vociferous of terms, often using deeply personal language. But you know, you made a mistake there. The, I, I, the nub of it was that you went on the internet. I went on yeah. the Why internet. Why did you go on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> Why try, did you trust your opinion? Why bother? Why did you do that? Try, Why did you just try, try, try tweeting um, <laughs> after, uh, after a Doctor Who episode has gone out and saying, well, that was a load of shit. Hashtag Doctor Who. And see if you don't get a reaction. Well, I think what yeah. you're saying is essentially that there's a, sort of a, a religiosity behind the fans. We took, mentioned that earlier. Um, and they are sort of slightly zealous. It's only a TV show. Calm down. People are allowed to not like it. So, mm. so uh, what other, what other? So the demons or the demons? I, I love that show because it's a really good one. What other sort of examples in Doctor? There is a lovely example in the Rybos operation. Oh yes, where there's magic that's going on in that, isn't there? Yes. And a, a belief that there's no other worlds or planets beyond the planet itself. Scringe stone. The scringe stone. Yes, yeah, that yeah. story, isn't it? And isn't and there a witch doctor in it yeah. as well? And that lovely performance by um, oh the old the, the older boy. Have we got Jean-Marc Lefissier? Henry Kissinger, was it? Um, <laughs> who 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 well, is the, uh, the, the, the yes the sort of the simpleton chappy? But he's not a simpleton. He had it all no, figured no, no, out. No, the bin, scientist Binrock. 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 Yeah, and and uh, the, there are other planets. There are other. Yeah. Yes. The universe is big. You know, and all all that he is sort of. But you um, can't help feeling that in the Tom Baker era they were kind of pushing a certain agenda because it, it comes hmm. up again and again and again and again. It does. Doesn't it? Oh, oh, Timothy Bateson. I apologise, I couldn't bring his name to mind. Is he dead One now? Oh, he is dead now, but not he... only quite recently. But, when yeah. did he die? Great, great actor. I can't remember. Recently. I have to look it up. But yeah, he's not been dead long. But this does drastically tail off as soon as J&T gets involved. His fear of oh, politics yes. and religion. And in the 70s, I think, the reason why some of those stories are so damn interesting still to watch now is because they're daring I kind talk of disagree. about religion. I'm going to disagree really? with you. Crumbs! Um, <laughs> there's a lot of religiosity in Megalos, which is in J&T's first season. That's was all about religion. But wasn't that commissioned well before JNT? Yes. <laughs> but then, but then, and do you think JNT understood that? Then, then you've got Kinder. You've that's got... very much. Uh, we talked about Kinder last series. Exactly. Yeah. You've got, you've got Kinder, which is one of the you know, the Davison era is incredibly bland, but Kinder's one of the highlights. Um, Isn't that not more metaphysical though? 
I don't about, about an attack no, on I think it's just it's, no, it's, it's, no, I think it's, 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 it's got Buddhist it's, qualities to it hasn't yeah, it and it's, again it's about redemption and about you know finding salvation and stuff and it's got all those big religious themes um, and then the whole Sylvester McCoy era which I think returns Doctor Who to a kind of mysterious traveller mm. um, and a, a, a more he's more mystical isn't he than, 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 than the previous incarnations probably up until I don't know probably the most mystical since Hartnell what about the Aztecs? Talking of Hartnell, yeah. I can't remember much about the Aztecs, oh, but that, didn't been... he? Didn't he? Isn't mm. there a high priest in the Aztecs? There is. Yeah. Comes across? Yes. How is do, it how do they deal with it? Your yeah. I think it's just, because yeah. Barbara is mistaken for an Aztec goddess. Yes, that's not what I God, remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so you know that that's a whole wheeze. But that goes to her head, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. Which is quite nice, actually, because she's it's a nice bit of character development, isn't it? Because she 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 sort of takes on that persona. So and runs with it. Mm. And Doctor Who tells her that... You can't change history. Yeah. Not one line. Yeah, is that from the Aztecs? I believe it is. Crumbs, there you go. It's good stuff. It's a good story, that. We should actually review that on the podcast. It's, one of, it's one of the best. It's, yeah. it's one of my favourite billies. But I think that's, that is, again, this, this, the familiar trope that comes up practically every serial is... is, is the, if, there's, a, there's sort of a... a, a, a savage belief hmm. the savages believe certain things and when I say savages I mean normal sort of human folk and the doctor is kind of not above doctor it. who and the savages is this the no. desire which most religious people have or maybe they've come to it because they have this desire and they don't realize why they're attracted to a religion is because it's the the there's the want to believe that there's somebody who is whole and pure and good. Well, that's why I like Doctor Who. But people like Doctor <laughs> that's Who why and I'm they like him. That, yeah, because I want, I want there to be goodness in the world. The, the, the appeal for all of these things, or any ideology that people fall into, um, I mean, they, they did the, the, uh, uh, the witch guide to religion in um, that satirical show with David Frost... That was the week that was. That was the week that was, written by my chum Robert Gillespie, <laughs> who wrote that sketch. And he put communism in because he felt and still feels that communism is a religion. And I think all ideologies are religion. What's the best and I religion? Think... <laughs> What's the worst religion? <laughs> oh, there's, a, there's one. I could answer that. I'm not going to. <laughs> because religion uh, is just one ideology of many ideologies. Uh, all of them are quite irrational. But especially in very difficult times, or, or if you know, if you grow up in very difficult places where uh, there's a lot of poverty, or you know, you, you you don't have all the sorts of things that we absolutely take for granted here. Hull, hull, for example. <laughs> um, Great use of the microphone aside <laughs> there. <was> like <laughs> <laughs> then religion uh, and other things are very easy answers. Yeah. Um, this is how a populist politics works in difficult times. Post-recession, somebody comes along, says, "I can fix these problems." This is how Hitler got into power. But this you is know, how we need to we need a doctor figure, don't we? Who is the doctor figure in politics these days? Theresa May. <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> I don't think so. Is it Corbyn? More, Saint no, Theresa. E equally not. It's <laughs> it's probably someone who sort of who comes in, sort of slightly uh, 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 away from the establishment, comes in, kind of a. Uh, Causes a ruckus. Oh, and then Nigel up, That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> then buggers off again. That's kind of who I was thinking. Yeah, right, Nigel Farage. Because right. he's he's kind of the he's the he's the doctor. He's the religious figure within all this. Yes, he's yeah. Jesus. 
He is Doctor Who. No wonder I don't like religion. <laughs> no wonder I don't like the new series of Doctor Who. They've cast Farage. Yeah. Can you imagine his face in the title scene? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laughing. <laughs> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> If we have anyone who's got any uh, Photoshop and uh, wizardry, if you can, Please if you can put Nigel Farage's grinning face into As the Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. I like that picture of Farage with, with Trump at Trump Tower. Yes. I, I, tweet, oh. I tweeted bling, saying, very bling. Brexit at Tiffany's, but no one seems to like that. <laughs> anyway, so... It, so looked like, it did look like the set from 80s Doctor Who Gallifrey. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 it reminded me of... Oh, oh, that was very Anthony Perkins. Oh, 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 it reminded me of... Um, a, Revenge of the Cybermen because it's all gold. <laughs> it's all gold. Yeah. It's all gold. You know, it's like the Vogan's chamber, isn't it? One of the, one of just a couple more examples of. Uh, Would you mind? Uh, I've got to open another beer for Greg using my uh, posh uh, Tom. opening device. Tom said I needed to drink more because I'm feeling miserable. <laughs> yeah, so it's all the melancholia sweeping over this table <laughs> as Greg moans about the state of the modern Greg world. Is, uh, Greg is drinking communion wine. Yeah. Yes. What about? Uh, they don't like it up, and they do in the. <laughs> so we've, we've talked a little bit about the demons and then we've talked about uh, Tom Baker's pretty much every story where he goes into space. Yes, and what about, loss. And we've talked about Kinder. Did, did uh, old Colin Baker have any? I was reading that and I can't lash, think maybe. of one. Time Lash is... I don't think it's, it's verging on mystical, isn't yeah. it? Because there is a, a leader that is very different. To, but that's the Wizard of Oz kind of thing. Okay. I don't think that's yeah. really religious. Yeah. But I can't think of anything in the Colin Baker era. We can go through very quickly. We have Twin Dilemma, which is rubbish. Yeah. We have uh, Attack of the Cybermen, which is rubbish. <laughs> okay. What's next? Your what about, what about uh, Mark, of, Mark of Rani? Mark of Rani Mark is of not Rani. religious. No. Uh, Revelation of the Daleks. The Two Doctor. What about Troughton? Any in Troughton? He, he sort of didn't really Throw a much. You, the programme guide, which is the Bible <laughs> to Doctor Who. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, I, it, we might be able to see something from the Troughton era. Third Doctor, right, the Troughton era. When's he after religion? When does he go after it? When does he go after religion? Because he was a very anti-establishment. He was more of a trickster, wasn't he, old Troughton? Troughton, in his personal life, was agnostic. Was he? Well, yeah, that's the point. Is it just as Sam looks at the trout layer up? Were any of the doctors uh, religious? I mean, we don't know. I don't really, no. Do I mean, Tom Baker is certainly atheist now, but he, he was, was a monk, monk, wasn't he? Yeah. Sylvester McCoy was a monk, wasn't he, or a priest or something? Was he? Was he really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. Was I didn't know that. Yeah. Priest, but but I don't. I mean, Hartnell probably, <laughs> probably went to church. Probably yeah, what, they all did. He was uneducated. But they all did back then. But sorry, that was. I suspect that Peter Davison's atheist, isn't he? Yes. Peter, David, yeah, Peter Davison Davison made nice noises about Castro, didn't he? Did so he? I lost a bit of respect. Well, that, oh, that's nothing to do with being religious, though, is it? No, I imagine it Colin Baker is a churchgoer. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> ah, the Mythmakers. He couldn't fit into the, the first Doctor. That's, that's the first, yes. Is the Mythmakers the first vaguely religious story? You were talking about the, the classics earlier, weren't you? Well, I mean, the, the whole... The, the interest, I mean, I studied um, classical civilization for an MA... Um, so I'm qualified to talk about this, even though I graduated 16 years ago. So well, I've read the myth because that's pretty much. <laughs> it's enough, a good isn't it? book. Actually, the thing about um, the religions of the book, as they call them, is that 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 um, all these aspects of uh, theology are, are very consuming within your entire life. Whereas the ancient Greeks and Romans didn't really view it in that way. No. It was. I mean, they. Absolutely, they believed in these well, gods. Well, gods were a bit more fun, weren't they? You could get up to all yeah. sorts of mischief. and they'd be very naughty. You know, Zeus was always shagging and, you know, turning people into swans and mm. things yeah. like that and going behind Hera's back and putting it in 
people <laughs> you shouldn't be um, male and female but they were um, in I suppose Judeo-Christic and Abrahamic religions there was a sort of God is this person yeah. wants you to spy it didn't matter. to you know, he's did... the sort of perfect being whereas the gods in Greek and, uh, and Roman uh, cultures were they're just more like human. <laughs> more human because yeah. some of them were <laughs> 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 yeah. well, I mean, every single god that's ever been invented is by a human. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. And who is the ultimate God? <laughs> but but no, no, so, in that sense, that God, I, we're going to carry on I doing mean, your point. The, the point, you know, Socrates was put to death for atheism. Yeah. He was forced to drink hemlock because he, he uh, didn't believe in the in the in the gods and so on. So uh, yeah. there was also other political reasons. There were other political reasons. He was. Um, it was buggering boys. It, it, and was, but he, it wasn't <laughs> universally liked, was it? He wasn't universally liked, no. He, he had a face like a little... Baboon. Pod, a little baboon's ass. Yes. yes. <laughs> Ugly little man, so they killed him. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but the fifth season, NN, but, uh, the but, abominable snowman. Yeah, sorry, I was just finishing. Yeah. Come on, let's Go get on. back to this yeah, but point the, the, the point is that... Put it, your the, point the, forward. The, the ancients didn't... Um, didn't have a whole lot of religion in, in their lives. It didn't dictate their lives, but these religions of the book, they absolutely can. Yes. I mean, obviously, people take things to more extremes than others. And, and um, you know, we, we see this in Islamic countries where um, religion is in everything. It's not just like yeah. another religion. It's, 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 it's just, it's it informs life, everything. Yes. It's, it, it's it, politics. Well, it's a code it, and it's, it's, so it's a very useful thing to have a religion. I mean, I, you know, it tells you how to behave in every particular circumstance. <sighs> no, but so, so, so uh, you, you had a couple of examples in there, There's one that just stands out, and I may have missed one here, and it's the Abominable Snowmen, which is in the oh, Himalayas. Right. Mm, yes. And the Grand High Priest, remind me, I can't remember the full story. Was, Padmasambhava. Was he possessed by an alien? But yes, he believed the great intelligence. The great intelligence. That is, that's pretty much God anyway, isn't it? Mm. Yes, yes. So that's, we, that's we a trap. Are any conclusions? We're episode. winding this conversation to a sort of a... To a sort of a, a slow halt, but are there any conclusions we're reaching, or is it just a, is it just been a rambling conversation? No, I'd, I'd give religion three Tardises out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've come to that conclusion. <laughs> yeah. There's some good stories in there. I certainly haven't had any uh, any sort of revelations in of the Daleks <laughs> in this conversation. It's all been sort of just stuff we kind of talked about frequently in the pub, but we're putting mm. it on tape, I suppose. I think the big one is, and even Dawkins recognises this, that. We understand stories through a certain structure. Most of mm. those stories come from the Bible, the Old Testament, don't they? The structure yeah. of stories, and also the key thing, and this is why Star Wars is so successful, is it's based on a, a great character that's redeemed at the end, or someone that goes on a yes. journey with a wise it's old a hero's man. Journey. A hero's journey. And I think that's why Doctor is successful generally, is because... He is effectively a religious figure, yes. but is not recognised as one because he's bound in science. Yeah, and is that he's why bringing, he's shining a light on things? Used to be. Oh well, yes. Let's, we're not. We don't. We're not talking get, about. No, no, no. Maybe. We're talking about the. We're talking about the classic, classic series. Doctor Who. Ah. And I think I thought I, think I said this before, but I think Doctor Who's brave in the seventies because most people wouldn't have been expecting to see that on kids' TV yeah. at the time. I think now people like would expect that, and maybe that's why the new series doesn't even attempt to do it. I'm not defending it. It's like, I mean, at the end of that episode, New Earth, where Doctor Who just goes around touching people. Becomes Jesus. To heal them. It's just, oh my yeah, God, I, yeah. I almost wanted to vomit. It wasn't a good programme, that one. Uh, the, uh, there was something I was thinking, but it's gone. <laughs> does Doctor Who promote religion? I think it criticises it, generally speaking. But there is a I sort of a tolerance. Does, yeah. in the, you mentioned this in the in the left-winger episode that caused a lot of controversy. Oh, let's not go uh, back on that no, one. Not, but you do 
did mention something that Pertwee Constant said when, when there was, uh, that, there was um, uh, that example of... Uh, it was a doomsday weapon. Doomsday weapon. When Pertwee recommended that they should bury the mm. guy. And you tell, tell the story again. Yes, there's a moment, isn't there, where he said, we need to bury, bury him, we need to have tea and cakes on when we go back. Why? Because people are expected to be so. And yeah. that's how society is formed. Yeah, yeah, the sort of expectation of ritual and the sort of respect and more tolerance of attitude towards religion. And, uh, you know, I don't think ever uh, Tom Baker went round and sort of was... was Strident and Dawkins-esque in his views, he would just sort of mm. nudge people, and I think that's the sort of the beauty of it. That yes, we can criticise religion, and we've been pretty critical today. Mm. And I think that's okay. And if you're listening and you're religious, it, it's not a personal thing. We're just having a bit of a josh. But uh, but Tom Baker, especially, he wasn't it wasn't horrible about it. He would just gradually sort of shunt people towards the truth, i.e., that God doesn't exist and it's yes. all signs. You know, yes. he wasn't shouting at people like Dawkins, was he? And if you don't agree, you can fuck off. Well, my point on religion. If we have been cruel, is that I'm I'm quite happy to coexist, but a, a lot of people, a lot of religious people aren't. They want special privileges to to be prejudiced against. Yes, the problem is that you've got to rise above all that and go, yeah. okay, you know, yeah. whatever. But if we if yeah. we uh, if we did the same game, then we'd become Dawkins, and then everyone would hate us and go, oh, that's why Twitter feed is boring and silly. In rights for the individual rather than rights for groups. Yes. Lovely well, stuff, mm. lovely stuff. Um, very eloquent. Well, we've skirted around everything. I don't think we've offended anyone. If anyone's turned off, I... Well, I mean, this is... This is you know, we, we say this and we get so weary about it, but you can't say anything at all now without offending people. I mean, without wanting think, to get into the I whole... Think it, I think... Quick! <laughs> get that fire extinguisher and hose Greg down! <laughs> right, Greg is now covered in a, a thick foam. Hey, hey, hey! It's not for the first time. <laughs> I like it! And we're back in the room. Greg, are you OK? Oh, yes, yes. No, I'm, I'm much calmer now. Got that off, got off your chest. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now it's that time where we're going straight into the Time Space Visualizer. Oh, it's nice in there. The Time Space Visualizer. Oh, it's lovely. It's very warming. And we all did our homework. We all watched The Mind of Evil. That's it. Yes, The Mind I of Evil. I thought it was Evil of the Dalek. <laughs> the oh. Dalek invasion of Earth. Airport, 1975. 21.58. <laughs> no, we watched The Face of Evil, Sam. An all-new motion picture inspired by the film Airport. That's the one. The Face of Evil. Now, I watched it this week. Did you watch it this week? I Well, I've seen it recently. Ready? What do you mean by recent? 1998. 1975. <laughs> <laughs> about two months ago, I oh, think, that's since I watched bad. it. How about you, Sam? What was your uh, I, I watched it last week again. Oh, OK. So First time on uh, DVD. I think I'm right in saying Peter Davison was Doctor That's Who. That's right, yeah, yeah. He looks unnerving, like Tom Baker. Ah. Um, uh, shall, I, shall I do a bit of a, a précis? Please do, Please Tom, because you've seen the, it probably, probably most, most recently. recently. This week. I started watching it this week. Yes, The Face of Evil, which... Um, on the DVD cover, has a very, very poor rendering of Tom Baker's face in, in stone. It's terrible, isn't it? It really does. Why is awful. it so bad? Because the one in the show is really quite pretty good, good, isn't it? I yeah. don't know. But... So the face of you, the Doctor, is is flying solo. That's the uh, the big the big thing this in this episode. He arrives on on a planet, the name of which escapes me. What? Oh, I've no idea. Uh, but he, he, he wanted on... a talking cabbage as a companion, but he didn't get one. Did no, he? and he's in his pomp, isn't he, old Tom Baker? At this yeah, time, absolutely. he really is. Yeah, he's yeah. just said goodbye to Sarah Jane Smith, and he's had the deadly assassin. I think I'm right in saying. Yeah, that. you're right. Yes, yeah. and uh, and he's sort of he's 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 really he's really enjoying himself, isn't he? <laughs> just sort of talking to himself, he's talking to camera, talking yeah, to yeah, camera yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. 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 
yeah. do we mind that? Just as a brief segue. I don't mind necessarily, but it's pride comes before a fall, Greg. <laughs> That's my opinion on that. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but he does seem a little bit arrogant, a bit Colin Bakerish, I think. No, no. I, I you not, can't compare Tom no, to but Colin. No, he he's certainly in his pomp, but he knows he's okay. good. He's, it's that stage of the series where he's had a couple. He's done it a few times. He's kind of enjoying himself, and he's, he's got so big that he can do all that stuff, which a lot of which probably isn't in the script originally. But he's I kind of messing uh, around, isn't he? Colin Baker got so big, didn't he? <laughs> Literally, he was huge in the eighties. <laughs> he couldn't fit into his crop. <laughs> uh, Tom Baker arrives on the planet, something or other. And, uh, there isn't a Spartos. name for the planet, I don't think. And it's a, le- a lovingly created jungle it's rather it's rather, uh, rather good isn't it is it it's on film isn't it Sam? it's um Partially. it's the boy who who did it is it's roger murray leach i'm sure who okay. designed it so well, i think you're right greg lovely design and he's in this jungle and uh there's a bit of daring do uh as there always is i mean i, I must say this first episode i it was wearying wearying i think did you spot him out of perrin uh, I'll get to that in a second, okay. but just in a more general sort of a sense, it very familiar. I thought I just mm. I mean, Ruth was watching it with me, the, the wife, and we was like, she said, "Have we seen this one like recently?" And I said, "No, yeah. we've never seen this one before." It just seems like it, doesn't it? <laughs> I.e., the Doctor goes to a planet where the savages and they're believing in this and that, and he's got to sort of sort it out. And, oh, it's a, it's actually a technology. It's a bit like full circle, isn't it? Mm. Initially. Yes, yes, I suppose um, so. But yeah. kind of less exciting. Mm. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he stumbled across this rather rather beautiful. Young Young, uh, slip of a girl with brown makeup on. <laughs> Who is? Leela. Played by She's a bit Jameson. of stuff. By Louise Jameson. Yes. She's a bit of stuff, isn't she? For She's hot stuff. You see her buttocks in area. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. You certainly do see a lot of stuff. We'll, we'll mm. get to that. Mm. Anyway, so she's a member of this tribe. She's got into trouble. There's a business happening. He he rescues her, and then uh, the, but there's all yes. There's the chap um, Johnny Briggs's dad is in it. Yes. Um, whose name I forget. There's Leslie Schofield. Yes, Johnny Briggs's dad, who played. Reggie Perrin's son-in-law. <laughs> Only one. in the third season. No, oh, he it was. Not no, the original Tom, is he? No, no, there's he another isn't. Tom. There's a better Tom the before better Tom him. He was also in Doctor Who. I'm not a people person. Here. Was he? Yeah. Not the print, one with the not beard. Not Prentice Hancock. Um, no. He was in... Yeah, uh, look at look at Planet of the Daleks. He was in Planet of the Daleks. Well, that Prentice Hancock is in Planet of the Daleks. Yeah, it's another guy who's in Planet of the Daleks who, who Leslie Schofield took over from, I'm sure. But I think the original Tom from Perrin was better. I think so, yeah. But the, yeah. The, and they're all sort of um, working, jobbing actors who've been uh, boot polished up, and have got sagging breasts. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the sort of tribe. I mean, it's 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 it's, a, it's an exercise in cruelty, isn't it? Let's get some actors who've seen better days, put them in a jock strap, put boot polish on their arms, and I, then. And the then thing they're about Trial, uh, Greg has a bit of a, a a tough spot, don't you, for Tomas? I think. Well, Tomas remember. is the oh, love t- interest. Tomas is only twenty-seven. All right. <laughs> he's done the math. Fucking gorgeous. Might be in there like a shot. I like it. <laughs> Tomas is the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I just I feel so sorry for the... Uh, for the Slightly hirsute chest. Yes. Oh, <laughs> see what I've done here. got it all. I'm so he's sorry, Tom. Yeah, he'll hate you get it all, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, was yeah. it Tim Priest? Tim Priest, thank that's you. That's the one. Yeah, there you go. Tom, yeah. Tom, Tim Priest, who was Tom in Perrin. And a better Tom, I think. Yeah, yes. both still alive. Uh, Johnny, Johnny Briggs' dad is still alive. Yeah. I believe so. Anyway, so uh, so this is uh, the whole business of, 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 of Face of Decay is that... Uh, <laughs> is that um, I love Johnny Briggs when he did that animal magic. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, there was a... There was, so there's a there's a computer or a, yes. a, a, a god that they call... Spectrum. Uh, uh, Spectrum ZX. <laughs> uh, Zoannon Zo- and... Uh, Boss. 
yes, he, yeah, no, exactly. We've seen all this stuff before, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so it's it's it was quite confusing watching it, thinking, have I seen this before? And I You've seen... never seen a Welshie with a glove on his head, though. That was a very impressive glove, yes. <laughs> I got that, that got my dander up. <laughs> that, that, that's, my attention was suddenly drawn to him because he looked so ridiculous. So he's like the Stephen Burkhoff of the tribe, isn't he? Mm. A big, baldy guy with a very passionate, intense look about yeah. him who can communicate with Zuan and who's, this, uh, who's the sort of the, the god. And, uh, and obviously it's not a god, it's a computer or it's uh, something to do with a space shuttle or something like that. Um, yes. He's called Neva. Neva. Neva yes. the priest. Neva he? the priest. He's yes. very good uh, as an actor. David Garfield. Is he still alive? Also in the war war games. Yeah, he is. He? is. Yeah. yeah, he okay. plays the uh, German uh, officer. I think he's still alive. Don't tell him your name, Pike. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's um, a slight misquote there. Uh, I, uh, so, yes, so the first episode, a bit soporific, but it does sort of warm up because it, it, it becomes clear that the god in question, the god that, they're, that the tribe is kind of um, being following or, or trying to defeat, I forget which, um, is Tom Baker. That's the big hook, That's isn't the big it? hook. When does that come? I think, the end of I think it's the end of episode one, they hear the voice. Don't oh, they? that's it. Yeah, and that's yeah. when my, my my interest was slightly peaked because it was a, a rather dull first episode. I Had thought. you seen it before, Tom? Years ago, I right. think. I liked I really it when Doctor book. Who says, I seem to have made an impression, or yeah. a big impression. It's Does a it... great cliffhanger. Yes. One of the best, probably, yeah. from that season, I'd say. Um, it's written by Chris Boucher, isn't it? Who, who... Is it his first script? I think so. He went on to do Robots of Death and yes. a yeah. lot of Blake Seven as well, didn't he? It's not good, bad. Good writer. It's, it's not bad. Mm. And but it's as, as time direct. goes on, it kind of becomes clear. Yeah, Pennant Roberts. Yeah. That uh, that it is uh, indeed a computer, and there's. Uh, Tom but Baker's nobody was really talking about computers in 1976 or whenever this came out. Were they? Oh, I not beg to differ. Way. I think I think the nerds were. The new we, scientist was. Right. <laughs> I think there's a lot of science fiction which has had mad computers before, but yes. never pretending to be gods. I think that's the difference. And that's what yeah. But succeeding, because how you know how do how do we define find God apart from somebody who is willing to intervene on our behalf or, you know, on, on behalf of themselves just because of their capricious whims and so on. But he very much does uh, intervene on this planet, doesn't he? He separates yes. two tribes and he, he kind of dictates what happens on two this planet. Two tribes go to That the is the definition of God, surely. Hmm. Well, it also is a gas. As it goes on, we see that there's two tribes, as you say. There's the, the, there's the Lily and Gish. The Tish. Yes. <laughs> the Tish or the, the Tesh? Tesh. The Tesh. Um, the Tesh. And they are sort of... They're more like the Christmas. Church of England, aren't they? It's yeah. a little bit... Descended from technicians. Yes. And Nancy then boys. there's the Severteen. I mean, again, you, you don't get much luck as a jobbing actor in the 70s. If you're going to appear in Doctor Who, you're either going to be stripped to the waist and covered in boot polish, <laughs> sagging breasts on the show to wear all in sundry, mm. or you're going to wear a fucking lampshade on your head and mope around with your arms in the air going, <laughs> So you're a bit fucked, really. Yeah. Did anybody understand the costumes care? that the, the Tesh were wearing? I don't know how they came to that conclusion of dressing. They look, they look like the knaves, don't they? They're in, kind um... of, well, as I said, they're sort of, I don't know, Church of England Catholic, they're kind of there, they're sort of the more, um, uh, you know, they, they've got the, the, the costumes. It doesn't really matter where the costumes come from. I know what you're saying. If they're technicians, why are they wearing this stuff? But mm. equally, if the other people are, uh, uh, you know, savages, well, they're, they're just, I don't know. No, yeah, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem had, with this. I had an issue with it, to be honest, because really? I thought the design was really good and I really liked the Sever team's um, customization of parts from a ship. That were used as holy relics yes, they were wearing on their nice head. Yeah, yeah. And you could really see they'd thought about that. And then when you get to the just Tesh. Sever team. They're just. <laughs> My favourite magazine. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Doctor Who came in singing, uh, and she was just 17. Oh, sure. <laughs> That's the same joke. <laughs> anyway, yes, so you didn't find that bothered you, the design of No, this. because, because um, well, like you say, you know, they, they look ridiculous. The guy with the glove on his head looks ridiculous, yeah, doesn't he? Does. It's very funny. Uh, but it's meant to be funny. But, so, but then uh, all those pompous Catholic bishop twats who, who, who yes. go around with mitres on the head, they look fucking ridiculous. They look like... You know, they do the green faces. Yeah. The great, the green faces of evil. Yes, yes. But they, I mean, they, they just look foolish. They do. I, I think people trussed up in these ridiculous outfits do look foolish. Hmm. So why, why is it problematic for the? I the suppose you're test? saying, where did it come from? This is the point I was yeah, making. Story, I, I got yeah. that bit with the Sever team taking the piss out of the Catholic Church for wearing grandiose clothing and having high value. They literally kiss things before they put them on, the soutan yeah, and things yeah, like yeah, that. And yeah. the fact that he's got the holy... Uh, that, the the, the, uh, the glove, astronaut's yeah. glove on his head, yeah, which I thought yeah. was brilliant, all that kind of stuff. It's meant to be funny. It wasn't as well executed with the Tesh. They could, they should have had, had something that had descended from yeah. their end, which was equally really. holy. And it was just, it was just a just costume. Like, let's just dress them up like twits. Yeah, well, that I, was the problem yeah, I had. They do look like twits, but they look like like um, you know the the the, na- the joke the um, in a pack of cards, don't they? They look like the playing cards. I, they do actually. I didn't thought yeah. they do look like the playing. But I wonder maybe it came from the playing cards. Then maybe they should have been a bit in there where those are the holy relics, which they were the image that they were imitating. That would have been a nice idea. I know. I'm, I'm just. It, it doesn't bother me. Anyway, so so it's all sorted out, and there's this great bit. Is it? I get it. I forget which episode. But then it, there's a big monolith which is on the cover of the DVD of, of Tom Baker's face. Mm. That's. I mean, I just think that's the only bit that really gets me going. The stuff that oh, the Doctor's been here before because I don't yeah. think we've seen that much before. Mm. We may have done. I'm not very an expert. I mean, we'll see it again in Colin Baker's era where they where they do it, but. I think no. it's certainly a bit of a first, and it's certainly interesting. Yeah. Oh, the Doctor's company really fucked up. Hasn't he they? really did. And, uh, in a big and he's way. created this whole hoo ha. I don't think it's a spoiler to suggest that because you know it's pretty obvious that that he's involved somehow. Um, yeah. So that's and it all sort of plays out, and there's a lot of silliness and fighting and silly gun action that's entirely boring. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of corridor work direct, directed by Pennant Roberts. Yeah, well, well, so, mm. so you can see on the script it says, and then they have a big battle, and the, <laughs> the director's like, well, maybe just walk slightly. Yeah, it's like internally rubbish, but in the same fucking corridor. Yeah, lots of corridor stuff. And it is very much run of the mill after that. The big idea is blown. But what really caught me was some of the beautiful dialogue, which I actually had to make some notes about. A things that Tom says in the episode three or four that wonderful tell us what they what well there's one that really stands out I think it's the famous one that we all know but it's the way he also delivers it because he delivers it as not a big point he's doing something else while he says this under his breath the very powerful and the very stupid have one thing in common they don't alter their views to fit the facts they alter their facts to fit the views yes and it can be very uncomfortable if you happen to be one of the facts that needs altering. Yeah, and he's doing something else. We've all else. come up against that. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, um, yes. Great uh, stuff. So yes, all that stuff. That's fantastic. That bit. I, I, yeah. I let out a whoop when they said that. I like that bit. But yeah. it's, it's not a big deal if it was done. I hate to go back to the new series, but if it was done in the new series, that would be a moment where he's standing, hands agape, screaming from a building mm-hmm. top. Mm-hmm. Tom yeah. says that while he's looking through a drawer. Yeah. With Murray Gold strings going 20 to the dozen. Another one, which is just on the nose. Is that just religious gobbledygook? You know, not really avoiding what they're talking about there. And 
one that I really liked. Never be certain of anything. It's a sign of weakness, which mm. I thought was a great message for kids. But also a great message for us as well, because we can be, uh, we can fall into, I th when I thought that, I thought that's great, because it, we can fall into the trap of certainty, <sighs> can't we? As, as old men, old white men, mm. uh, two-thirds of whom aren't gay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we can fall into the trouble certainty. So it's nice to be reminded by Doctor Who himself that we need to be a bit more open-minded to stuff. Tom, if it was a Hartnell story that had been penned by Nation, the episode would have been called The Trap of Certainty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Get me Terry Nation, as Milton <laughs> 3 would say. <laughs> I will be coming back to that one. Um, there's one more bit which I wrote down, which was a, a lovely bit of shining dialogue, and it was, See how it tries to deceive us! And then Tom Baker, classical yes, I can see you're a person of superior intellect. Yes. When he's being uh, examined by the high priest Neva. Uh, I think it's just one of those stories which I can't help wondering is it uh, um, Bob Holmes's shining dialogue his polish that he's put on the script that makes it shine would the show have been as great if it didn't have those dialogue moments in and that great big cliffhanger at the beginning is it the weakest one of the season even oh I don't know about that but it's certainly not exactly exciting is it uh, mm. and it's badly Realised, but it's still well. The, as I say, the the, the 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 costume and the set are pretty good, but it's just the direction. But I don't know if it's terribly exciting. Uh, yeah. But a great idea, maybe. Yeah, the idea was good, and it was original. I think at the time. Greg's just been touching me. <laughs> Greg hasn't said anything for a while. He's gonna, the the uh, program guy. Oh yes. Oh, go on. He's become hesitant. He's very, very Mike Meek and Miles like Jesus. Because I was like Jesus. Who's most like Jesus in this podcast? I think it's probably Greg. Yeah, <laughs> Tom, Greg. you've got a beard. Oh, that's true. Oh, God. Yes, maybe I have. I, actually, Sam's got that rather delicate frame uh, <laughs> bodily. Uh, he's got a rather, rather. He's a bit like. Sam has sad eyes. Yes, he does. Yes, yeah, yeah, he looks like, like he's being crucified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like Thomas in the in the face of evil, he's probably got a hair. Hairy chest too. Do you know? Uh, <laughs> so when you uh, he, when you laid him up a hairy on chest, that cross, you can see it. When we strip him to his loincloth. You can yeah. see it popping out there. When you strip Samuel Payne to his loincloth, strike his the nails through his hands and feet, then yes. I think he would resemble Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Whereas I think I'd look like, just like Benny Hill. <laughs> the sign above the cross said I N R I. I always assumed that stood for Iron Nails Run In. Indeed, thank you, Tom. Uh, so I think Jesus probably would be you in this thank this, you yeah yeah I mean, you used is, to have a beard i had one in the, one of the previous podcast you episodes which um <laughs> I, I sold it on ebay yes mm. uh, tom picked up the point that i looked like noel edmund with a particularly doughy face which i've not forgotten <laughs> either he looks at the mirror every morning and says i am not no i am not no blobby 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 <laughs> who am i who am i Ah, now that's an amazing cliffhanger. I came to the door this afternoon. He really welcomed me, saying, "Welcome to the house party." I <laughs> <laughs> said, "Is it real?" No, no. Yes, he says, "Who am I?" All that sort of stuff. Did he put three D glasses on you and force you to watch <laughs> Dimensions in Time? Oh, have you seen Pertwee when he talks to Noel Edmonds? <laughs> yeah, I heard he was thick. I thought they were talking about his waist. Oh yes, God, who wrote this? <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. No, who am they I? They had Clive Dunn on after that. Uh, anyway, who so, am I? Back to who am I? I like that. I like who am I? Yes, I like that. Who am I? 
It's yeah, an amazing yeah. cliffhanger. It's probably the best cliffhanger when he's in stuck in, When he's stuck in the in the sort of computer room. Uh, which which they call the Sacred Heart. When I, which, when I, well, my wife went to the school called the Sacred Heart. And, uh, and, I, and it reminded me of uh, the computer room at my school was very unlike that. It was sort of old BBC and a wizened Japanese lady. Sounds more like Legopolis. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! So no, mind of evil. True. It introduces Louise Jameson. Yes, it does, yeah. doesn't it? You I mean, get to see her buttocks. You certainly do. I, and also, you see Brendan free... Price's as Thomas's buttocks the on free... two separate occasions. Freeze I freeze frame, framed uh, it. Yes, what oh. I'm saying. The, free, the freeze frame device on my remote <laughs> yeah. control is worn down. With some <laughs> Louise Jameson buttocks flapping. Do you remember on VHS where you know if you'd hire something from the video <laughs> store, it used to sort of flutter. Yeah. Yes. Sort of particularly erotic moments where people had freeze framed it. You don't get that with no, DVD. No, no. You can pause again and again and again, and you yeah. can't burn through that DVD. You can't. You can, old, uh, you can jack off Thomas or Lita <laughs> as many times as you like. <laughs> There's something for everybody in the face of evil. There is, yes. Yeah. The buns of evil. The yeah. buns of evil. I mean, she's a... Are they the only buttocks that have ever been shown in Doctor Who? No, well, there was in... Uh, that's why it reminded oh, me of a full circle. We saw some yes. buttocks there. That's male. homoerotic, that one. Peter Grimway directed it. Wonder. But, uh, I mean, Leela, I mean, you could, they really went for it, didn't they, with her costume? It's oh, just no. astonishing. Thank goodness I they didn't black her up, though. I mean, <laughs> they, they were going to go with black They browned face, a little bit they? up. The, the, she, yeah. she gets lighter She's got, she's got bronze makeup, on. yeah. Well, they all have, yeah. I mean, the, she doesn't look like herself in Covered the first in shit. episode, I don't think. <laughs> like Colin Baker in Mark of the Rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> How do I look? <laughs> like you're covered in shit, Colin. <laughs> no, she's a, she's hot stuff. She's hot to trot. Mm. Mainly because you see her, her body, which is not... Buttocks. Opinion. That's all it is, really, isn't it? It's just like, but I thought it's just a bit like Pan's People. They, they were showing the same sort of thing on Pan's People back in the day, weren't they? It's not the all box. that. It's, it's a bit of leg. A bit of leg, a bit of leg. A bit of arm. A bit of foot. A bit of ankle. A bit of neck. Bit of jaw. Oh, in the 1890s, she'd have been locked up. <laughs> she would. Well, she yes. Well, she was in uh, in Wing Chiang, wasn't yes, she? she was covered. <laughs> she was she was yeah. covered and locked up by Magnus Greel. Um, loved you would Played by Michael Spice. But you saw her boobs then, I think. You did. Uh, no, you yeah. did when she's in the water. Yes, I remember. She saw her nips. Yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Uh, so she was a hot stuff, and and I, you know, I thought she worked okay as a companion in this in this story. I, I quite like. I really her. like her. I actually prefer. Her to Sarah Jane, but I she's a very good actress, and uh, I, lo I love Louise James. Yeah, yeah she's great these days. Before, but I do, I really do. I've always liked her. She was in Bergerac, which was filmed she on was. Jersey. Bow, bow, bow. Bow, bow, bow. Robert Banks, Stewart, of course. Yeah, he regular, died. regular viewers will know that uh, Samuel Payne is from Jersey. He's the Jesus of Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where Tom Baker trained to be a monk. In the Maison Le Bon Secours. The Jesus yeah. of Jersey. That's what he's not very good training. <laughs> yeah, which is where I did my driving theory test. I think I said that We've in the very said, first episode. We say this every time. These are our catchphrases. But yeah, do you know they shot Ceausescu on Christmas Day? <laughs> so, so the face of evil generally is 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 okay. It's a hit. It's it's. I would you a know palpable hit. It's all right. Uh, the, the god stuff, the god delusion is 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 classic Doctor Who. It's yeah. not a. Uh, it's not nothing new, really, but only other than, as you say, Greg, it was uh, God. The God is not uh, great. God is not great. No, with a, with a capital G or a, or a lowercase G, I forget. But no, God is God is quite um, the God that in the in the show, the computer has agency rather than them mm. just worshiping an old spaceship that's fallen apart. The, yes. the, the computer has set it all up. It's not a cargo cult. So he's it's an evil a, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a genuine religion. 
That's yeah. a Chicago cult. Yes, I read a book about it. Jared Diamond's got some a oh, lot of yeah. stuff to say about that. Yeah. About those uh, those chaps down in uh, down in, the, in Africa. Was it Africa or South America? Who worship um, uh, planes and they yeah, have they a do. That's sort right. Of, yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Look him up. But uh, yeah. but no. So they're not. They're, this is a this is a this agency that the computer actually creates this whole razzmatazz. And obviously the computer's mad. And it's Tom Baker as well. Who's the lady? Who's the lady? Palmer Salem. Computer? Yes. She auditioned for the role of Leela. Didn't get it, but she, then, she, of course, she, she plays as a toos in uh, um, toos. Robots, Robots of Death. Of death. And she's in a bit obtuse. She Remembrance in, of the yes, Daleks. The Remember of the Daleks. She's a lovely lady, uh, very attractive, still is. One thing that doesn't sit well with me, and I know this is a spoiler, but when uh, when Tom Baker wakes up, he says to Leela, how long was I out? And he says, two days. And he goes, hold on, that was an, an unnecessary amount of time for Tom Baker to be asleep. Yes. Do you not think? Was that a joke? <laughs> Did I miss something? Well, I mean, how did he not poo? <laughs> Doctor Who. He I wrote into poo. Well, did John Jesus Nathan poo? Turn. You know, that's the thing. That's a good point. You know, if, if Jesus was God, did he poo? He certainly did. A, yes, he certainly guffed. Because the first three, <laughs> 30 years of Jesus' life is just unaccounted for. And verily, Jesus did poo <laughs> in the toilet. He must, of have, he must have felt pain. He must have, you know, he, if he was a human, he, he did everything that he a did, human yeah. would do. But the doctor, you never see the doctor do it, letting one off, do you? So it doesn't mean that it never, never happens, though. No. <laughs> How many TARDISes out of five for mean... the face of evil? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. I, um, sorry, well, uh, do you want to be clear first? Five. No, th- five? Are you mad? <laughs> no, I'm not mad. I love it. I three, love I think. It. Three. A five. Three for me. A three for you? Yeah, it's solid. It's fine. I give it a 3.5. I think if he was... T- I know this He's is not fair. He's prevaricating. Three or four. I Tell think, me. I think, <laughs> you can have half a TARDIS. 3.5. Yeah, we I, established this. I, I do believe if this story would have been taken and put in, say, the Colin Baker's first season... It would have been shit. <laughs> Colin Baker would have been in it. It would have been seen as an absolute humdinger classic. But because it's in a season of greats... It is, yeah. It's yeah. kind of slightly ignored. And I'm wondering yeah, it if it's because... It's not bad. I mean, I like Johnny Briggs as dad. He's good. Oh, Leslie yeah. Schofield. Yeah, yeah, they're all great. It's, I mean, five just for Brendan Price's buttock. Really. <laughs> oh, I see now. But, but, no, I mean, I, I love the whole the whole story. I love the concept of it. I, I absolutely agree it's not perfect. I agree that Pennant Roberts' direction is uh, slack in parts. Mm. I think he's quite good in parts. I, I think it's probably his best yeah, outing in Doctor Who. It's a cured yeah. egg. Uh, but I you know, so I can I can see that it's it's not perfect, but. I still love it. I mean, I love it every time I watch it, and I never tire of it, and I love the message of it. So I'm, I, I'm happy to go with five because nothing in life is perfect. Lovely. Except you, dear Greg. Except you. Oh, bless you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going straight into Josiah's library. No, 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 no. You two run along. I'm going to do a spot of reading. Tell me to finish this book before we reach Bombay. This is an unprecedented step. We're going to three three places this this episode. It'll be very brief. Have you got the book? Is the book kicking around? Uh, it's there. Oh, it's there, dear boy. Uh, very very What's brief. The book? What's the book? The book. I dare I say it's rather new. Why have you got this? It was a it was a gift. Oh, that's all right then. Me. That's okay. Yeah. Doctor Who, The Vault by Marcus Hearn, forwarded by series. Stephen Moffat. Looks, looks a bit new series. It is, but it's got the classic logo on the front. It's about the size. No, it of... hasn't. That's the classic logo. That's, that's the Pertwee logo. logo. I don't see it. The McGann logo as well. It's the Pertwee logo. Uh. 
And it's basically, have you heard about these vault books that you can get for movies, films, and TV I shows? I don't know what the fuck what you're talking about. <laughs> a vault book is a book of... Basically... Sergei Bubka. <laughs> yeah. Various errata. pole vaulter. Uh, I saw a man carrying a very long <laughs> stick. I said to him, are you a pole vaulter? He said, no, I'm German and my name's not Walter. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen The Plank? That's a great film. You should watch Oh, the with Plank. Tommy Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eric Sykes. Yeah, Eric, Eric Sykes. Sykes yeah. yeah, so anyway, Sam, you were saying... So, so very briefly, you, you I'm, gonna par- to I'm going to pass you? this around because I'm not going to talk about it too much. I'm going to basically explain what it is and why it's a nice book to do like lots of pictures, not many words. It's a good reason to buy it because... It's a modern book. It's a modern book, but it's full of pictures. Well, I think we can get that on the internet, can't we? Uh, well, the thing about this is it's many Doctor Who collectors have come together to share their collection. Ian Levine <laughs> has opened <laughs> his vaults right. and allowed things like Daleks that he's got and Bessie to be photographed. Uh, there we go. He's and allowed them to be photographed. This well, is a record a of valuable... <laughs> <laughs> record of uh, valuable things and artefacts from okay. the show, which okay. seem to be priceless. So there you have um, the glove of an ice warrior. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, uh, some sugar smacks from Kellogg's. Mm. Uh, between. Oh, Peter Davidson. Peter Davidson is in the book. He's a relic now. Mm. Uh, all sorts of things. And the point I was trying to make was, this is a book which has purely been put together from artefacts from the show, which are seen treasures. as being treasures or valuable. And what I find interesting is it's basically tat. If it was an artefact that was used in, say, Are You Being Served? <laughs> its value would be absolutely zero. They're all dead now, you know. Whereas Sylvester McCoy's hat there mm. and scarf from, from, I think, the third season is worth an absolute fortune. It's you know, a Peter of Jackson has a copy of Sylvester That's McCoy's his stuff in there. It's a book of artefacts, basically, isn't it, as you were saying? And it's artefacts. And this is just tying in, really, of how Doctor Who, and like anything like Star Wars, all these big things, which have got props which are related somehow to that product, that Doctor film, Who. they have an intrinsic value for people that follow the cult. Yeah. And they will pay a, a, a fortune a for this. Crinoid yeah, yeah, pod yeah. prop yeah. was made by visual effects designer Richard Conway and used in part on a seed to do. This is the sort of thing that if you showed your girlfriend, she'd leave you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'd love that because Tony Beckley's probably touched it. <laughs> the crinoid pod, pod or the vault book that Samuel Payne's got. Don't, oh, no. Don't Tony touch Beckley. pod. Don't touch pod. Don't touch pod. So, so, your, so your point is that it's kind of a, it ties into the religion because it's uh, it's religious artifacts and uh, yeah. ah, it's that brings back memories of the Dapol models. Do you remember when we took them on the ah, occasion? Yes. Oh yes, yeah, the Dapol yeah, yeah. stuff. You know that has value itself now. <clears throat> it's amazing what does take on value because of its association with something that people hold dear, whether it's a religion or what. You know. There is a kind of madness that exists in, in Doctor Who there fandom, is. isn't there? That's a madness. And we've tied this into pilgrimages to locations where we've seen things which have been associated with the show. I think, I think I've think i mentioned this before, but uh, in which... 1997, when Tom Baker released his autobiography, Who on Earth is Tom Baker, which is one of the funniest books I've ever read, brilliant uh, actor's autobiography, I could go into Waterstones... Um, walk straight up to Tom Baker who was doing a signing have a moment with him um, not like that but like more like that ask a lady to take a photograph of us together got the book personalised went and paid for the book all in and out within five minutes yeah. Sam Payne and I tried to see Tom Baker <laughs> at, at a hospice yeah um, he wasn't in the hospice he wasn't he wasn't <laughs> make that clear cruel, he, he was well it was after um, Nicholas Courtney had died yeah uh, who played the brigadier Alistair Gordon Lethbridge Stewart and so we thought well, we have a problem and of course being a hospice they had no idea how to run an event 
So we were standing in this queue in the pouring rain for about an hour. Oh, yeah. And then I said, I'm not sure this queue's even moving. So we went to sort of see what was going on. And we were just in the initial queue to get into the actual queue to meet Tom Baker. So, well, we're going to be here all all day. Mm. So we didn't go. But, of course, they were all there in their fez hats and stuff. And I said mm. I said to Sam, isn't that lovely? You know, Tommy Cooper's having a recrudescence. All these young kids into Tommy Cooper gags. And he went, you know, that's a Matt Smith thing, right? And I said, oh, for fuck's sake. And we were there with all these, like... Who, they want to go and touch Tom Baker, mm. don't they? Because he was in the old show, and he's he's. Uh, so Doctor the, Who is now a religion. This is, is the point. It of is a religion, and I think Tom has made this comparison. And that was really the point of bringing the book out: is that you, you wouldn't have a vault for anything else, other people's artifacts, but because it's associated with something that's important and gives people comfort, mm. vicariously the objects associated with it are religious as well. Catholic Church, yeah. their investment into strange objects like paintings that weep, statues yeah. which are yeah. said to have blinked. It's well, all very strange. I mean, look at Father Ted. The holy stone of Clanricket. Exactly. Uh, it was yeah. a, it's a grade three stone now. Uh, yeah. Whatever, you know. yeah. And all these things, have, you know, that they have gradings, like you say, don't they, for how yeah. important they are. And yeah. now you've only got to go on eBay and know that you can buy a bit of a broken plunger that was used in 1975 if you have the money. Yeah. And you can own a bit of Doctor and be closer to God. Yes, or they Tom Baker. They don't want to get to Mecca or Medina or Lourdes anymore. They want to go to a school in Tunbridge Wells and touch me. And very much like religion, Doctor Who makes us feel comfortable and happy and better we want people. To touch yeah. him because you know everything's going to be okay if we just touch Tom Baker. It probably will Touching be. the hem of his coat. I'd like to touch the hem of his coat. So, uh... Oh bless him! We gave him a hug when I met him. Yeah, little cuddle. He's, He's not got long, has he? Yeah, he can't. Him and Roger Moore. <laughs> Uh, he may be dead by the time this goes out. Mm. In which case, yeah, maybe. he's with God himself. Yes. A, 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 a Doctor Who God with a real God. And can you hear? I can hear it. Can you yeah. hear it? Yeah. I can the, hear the church, it the ch- coming the church in the organ. Air. In the background. I wanted those feel <laughs> ancient time. No, we're not Welsh, Tom. Sorry. Sorry. No, uh, what I can hear is Kef. It's Kef McCullough banging away Pilgrim in the background. <laughs> Our favourite theme tune, which is the Latin version of the Doctor Who theme, as arranged by Kef McCulloch yes. for John Nathan Turner in 1989. For the, uh, for the for the years tapes, wasn't it? It was for the years tape. The year of our Lord, 2017. <laughs> we're in now. So Thank- we've we've all we're all agreed. There's no God. There's no hope. Uh, we're all fucked. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still hoping for a deathbed conversion in this episode, but we're very close to the end, so I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> no, wait! It's gone! If you enjoyed listening to that twaddle, you can follow us on Twitter at DW Menagerie. That's at DW Menagerie, and we'll be tweeting various photographs of our inside leg measurements and that sort of thing. Doctor Who is copyright of the BBC. No infringements on copyright are intended. Support Doctor Who by purchasing DVDs and CDs and all other media from the BBC. Any comments made by the complete menagerie, (laughs) almost, are all our own. You've been listening to a Sixth Floor production. (laughs) 